0: This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Divine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous. Transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action. Be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, get wiser and stronger and Grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions and how you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life, martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. Every episode turns our guest's experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage.
1: I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate.
0: There has to be a balance between movement and rest. It all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves, we become a beacon of life for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Devine Show. Hoo-yah.
1: Hey guys, this week on Carcast, we're gonna talk about the new Ferrari SUV, the pure songway. This thing, uh, Looks to be pretty cool. Big V12 power. It's going to be uh, interesting to uh, to see what uh, people think of this uh, Ferrari SUV. And I took delivery of my Ford Lightning. So before we get into that, here's Geico. Do you
0: own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know it's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy it's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. <laughs>
1: Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea here with Bill Goldberg. What's up, buddy? <laughs> we were just uh, we were just chatting a minute uh, before we got started. You know, just catching up on a bunch of things and business and stuff, and and uh, you know, life. What's going on in life? We both got dogs that are down right now. Not they're just they're just they both had medical procedures, so they're both they're down and out. They're and both I'm woozy, down. anesthesia, yeah. antibiotics, drugs. They're, they're like these, these poor poor guys. Uh his his was neutered. Mine had teeth pulled, cracked a tooth, and sw- little cheeks swolled up like a like a chipmunk, and they had to drain it and take his little time. But he's a tiny little tiny baby teeth.
2: If we had little girls. <laughs> This would be the most opportune time for them to dress our dogs up.
1: Yeah, right. Because <laughs> there
2: absolutely they're, no resistance from a 120 pound drugged up Rottweiler.
1: That 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 big yours here, as you, as you were saying, is uh, you don't even need to put the cone on him right now. He's just like so woozy from the meds, and it's like he's just a he's just a big sack of potatoes sitting on the porch, going, "What that? What just oh, happened?" Yeah.
2: He's drooling. He's, it's, it's pretty entertaining. Not entertaining. I mean, I don't like to revel in someone's misery. Yep. But, you know, it is what it is. <sighs> uh, you know. So, yeah, you know, wonderful day with the garage. Uh, uh, every day brings a different surprise. So we're having an issue with the garage doors. Um, I didn't design them, but I, I asked for a certain design. They were designed by a reputable garage door company. And upon installation this morning i'm notified that there needs to be a structural brace on each panel which just so happens to be glass and so unbeknownst to me you'll be able to see the bracket from the exterior of the garage in every panel of every garage door so yes we have garage doors on site installers on site but until a decision is made or an alteration is made, they will not be installed.
1: So this is this is kind of a a weird thing because we were looking at the photos. So maybe you guys listening, anybody has experience in engineering or building, but the the garage doors were custom made to be way larger than than normal. Um,
2: Basically, an aircraft, you know.
1: Yeah. Door. And uh, you know, it's it's. It's not the corrugated steel roll-up door. It's the one that's got like, and it's like seven panels tall, and each panel folds up, and and there's glass windows basically cut into the seven panels. So if it's seven panels tall, and there's about seven pieces of glass uh, wide, and it, it's certainly well built, and it looks, you know, where the where the glass goes in, and the trim piece from the backside, you know. It looks like an armored car, like it's very, very well built, trim piece, fasteners. But on the wide – the very, very wide garage doors, they needed to put a support bar, uh, the width of the garage door – and it goes panel. on each panel, then goes right through the middle of the glass. <laughs> so uh on the smaller garage door, you look at it, and if, let's say the lights are on in the garage, the, the glass is frosted, so you're not really seeing in. But you see one, and you see this nice back glow through all the glass panels. And then on the large door, you see this nice glow through all the back panels, but with a line going through all of them, because there's a support bar back there. And Those basically
2: are the vehicles that are in prison because yeah. that's what it looks like.
1: That's what it looks like, and and of course the small garage door next to the large garage door on the same giant you know thirty foot long, forty foot long wall. Yeah.
2: It, it. The width the the, the garage door is twenty four feet long.
1: Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, long. so. It won't match. It's not like, hey, uh, one side has the small garage doors, and then on the back side there's one giant garage door for larger equipment or something like that. It, it does. It's not that way. So it's not like, you know, two on the
2: front, two two big ones on the front, two yeah, big ones on the back. So, so
1: it have- it's so it's kind of a a weird thing. Now, this what we were saying. This sort of poses kind of two questions. Is one. They're saying it adds extra strength. Make it, you know, hurricane proof to a certain mile an hour. Uh, okay. Our first question is: If we remove the bar, what does it do to the overall integrity? It doesn't make it zero. If it's a hundred and fifty mile an hour rating, what does the bar do? You know, on each panel, does it make it 120, 130, whatever? Right? Or and. Raising the door, lowering the door. Does it does that make a difference at all, or is it only precautions under high winds or 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 debris? Right. Uh, so that's the first question. And the second question is: At what point during the manufacturing process do they go, "Hey, we're building these. We have to install this bar," or the engineer goes, "Hey, we're custom building these things. It's wide. You know, our CAD software or whatever is telling us." We need some extra structural integrity. We notice you're using glass.
2: <laughs> Let's just slap it right in the middle of
1: the It's door. like at one point you make a phone call and go, just a little heads up, this is what we found. Uh,
2: that's, that's the time. Right.
1: As opposed to doors are on site, they're arrived. Congratulations. We'll – We'll see you, you know, in two months when they're installed, <laughs> right? And and let us know, you know, how it goes. Give us a nice review on our website, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, okay, you know, at at one point, you know, listen, I I know it's kind of a weird thing, but it's it's like we don't build garage doors for a living. You don't, I don't, right? So seeing. Those, the bar, right? You're just like aesthetically, it doesn't work. I understand why it's there now that you told me after the fact, but these aren't even necessarily questions that you as a consumer would be asking the garage door company, the (laughs) professional. You'd be like, hey, can you make a garage door that's 24 feet wide and, you know, 20 feet high? Sure, we can do that. Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, it's kind of a kind of a, a weird thing. Now, it, this 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 jams up. You know, not just you, right? Ultimately, family. it's you, but you got guys there working on site. You know, they're getting paid. You know, per door or per hour or whatever, and th- they're scratching their heads, going, "What do you want to do, boss?" You know and uh you're like i i don't know we got to contact the manufacturer and see what they do yeah and it 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 slows down the whole process and these guys want to work they want to get paid you know (laughs) uh there's there's
2: there are a lot of tentacles attached yeah
1: there's there definitely is well uh yeah crazy crazy thing listen when uh someday you know years from now when i when i make the call and go oh i want the same uh, garage that you built for goldberg at least you'll have the bugs worked out for me <laughs> oh yeah <that's> <laughs> the, the, the bugs a, a <laughs> uh,
2: well, we are friends but oh christ i'd rather not have to go through it yeah. as the sacrificial lamb
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> right
2: hey hey everything you know uh, in the big scheme of things it's it's gone well it's just uh when you're down to a crunch because weights are being delivered uh, uh,
1: yeah your ben pack guys
2: delivered HVAC's being installed uh Ben pack you know is coming at the end of the month mm-hmm. you know there's a lot going on, so one or two day delays really screw things up so you know I just take a deep breath <clears throat> right go, some go punch something so yeah so. Oh, good. Hey, the the, the Ferrari uh, four door uh, uh, SUV looks cool, though.
1: Yeah, so that, I want to get in that. The that, pure songway,
2: positive, <laughs>
1: pure songway. Um, I'm I'm curious uh, if uh, if one of your brothers ordered one. I know they're Ferrari fans, and and the list was out a little while back. Reached out to the collectors, you know, the regular customers, and like, hey, you know, what do, what do you think? Um I would
2: say the odds are really good that my, my older brother Mike ordered one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was talking to um I was talking to Aaron Hagar and and you know, his, his dad's on the list and uh I don't know that he intended on getting one. He was just like, ah, it's an SUV. Like a lot of Ferrari guys like it's an SUV, I could get that anywhere. Why do I need the Ferrari version? And and Aaron's like, Yeah, but I think this is gonna be pretty special and it's the first you know, SUV from them and the first four door Ferrari ever. It's just like, and, and then eventually I think he was like, yeah, okay, let's go ahead and and just get the order in. And now, uh, I think everyone's a little happy that they did. I think this thing is cool. I mean,
2: we've been waiting for, for such a long period of time. uh, and,
1: And while, while Ferrari was waiting, while everybody was kind of waiting to see something from Ferrari, we got some pretty cool SUVs you know come on you know oh, yeah. you know Tesla's SUV Lamborghini Audi's RS uh they're you know that are RS version of the I guess the eight um is 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 fast and that thing's cool Aston Martin did a beautiful piece I'm getting the Aston Martin actually pretty soon we tried getting the Aston Martin DBX um like, I don't know, like eight months ago or something. And uh, it was kind of interesting. They said, well, we have the DBX. We're going to have a new version coming out. That's not going to be in addition to the lineup. It's going to replace it. And that's the DBX 707, right? The 700 horsepower one. Mm -hmm. And they said, so we've got the current one. Uh, we wanted to come in, and then one came in, and so, like, Aston Martin isn't like a lot of the other large manufacturers, Toyota, Ford, you know, Chevrolet, Lexus, where they have several fleet, you know, press cars. So, when they finally got the DBX 707 in, it was there for a little while, and then it had to get sold. The customer wanted it, and, and, you know, they were on the list or whatever, so they sold them that car, so they had to wait, and uh we just they just got it in and then i reached out and they're like good timing there's a window open like right away like in you know like 10 days from now or something like that like right. the 20th so we're going to get the Aston Martin version and perfect timing to to jump into that thing and test it it's it is the DBX 707 it is the faster newer version it would be a direct competitor to this to the Ferrari uh i kind of like that Ferrari is getting into the SUV market, but from the get-go, they're going to like, let's just let's just get this thing out there with the naturally aspirated V12 engine, right? Mm. Uh, no hybrid, no EV, none of that stuff. They'll do it at some point, and I'm sure it'll be faster and all that stuff, but just for, I don't know, just for heritage, heritage you know? Um, and... Sound and performance. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna go out of the gate with a Ferrari SUV, yeah, you want it to sound like a Ferrari. You want it to, you know. And listen, maybe they come up with a hybrid version that's also V12 and and whatnot. Um, but six point five liter V12, seven hundred and fifteen horsepower, five twenty eight pound feet of torque. They say zero to sixty in three point three seconds, one hundred and ninety-two mile an hour top speed. Um, now it's four hundred grand, and that. It four hundred grand is kind of a, a weird number for me. I I don't know if there's much of a difference between 300, 400 or five hundred, but I mean, I mean, obviously there is, but. I just kind of felt like Ferrari was going to do a three hundred thousand dollar SUV, not a so four hundred. Yeah,
2: the Urus is three hundred.
1: Right? I th- I believe the the Urus is three hundred, and and maybe the the Aston comes in in that range some somewhere. Um,
2: let's. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised also.
1: Yeah, I I I thought the um, the Uris was somewhere around. 300. I want to say maybe the base price is like 225, right? So it's it's significantly less, right? So yeah, it's about 225 and I'm sure you could probably add 100,000 dollars worth of options on it. That's not really the point is you're talking $400,000 base-ish price compared to 225 and
2: could it be that much nicer of an SUV? Right. It, I and that's that's, that's what
1: I'm that's what I'm wondering, right? Um <coughs> Uh, Aston DBX seven oh seven price. What is the D B X seven oh seven price? Is it like two hundred grand? It's somewhere around two hundred. Might even be a little less than two hundred.
2: Is that V twelve?
1: Uh yeah. Is it V twelve? Let's I got I didn't dig into it too much. I want no, it's it's I'm pretty sure it's twin turbo V eight. But it's about it's it's like six ninety seven horsepower and the Ferrari seven fifteen horsepower. But anyway, that being said, there are some cool features. You saw the thing. Um, uh, everybody should go and, and at least Google it just to see the idea. It's got a little bit of Portofino. It's got some des- some cool design characteristics. A sleeker front end. It's got some attention to to aerodynamics for sure. Um. It, it's not – I wouldn't say it's big. I mean it's a two-row. It's kind of a smaller kind of SUV, uh, maybe the size of a DBX. Excuse me, of the DBX. Um, it's meant to feel like a sports car-ish type of thing. I mean it's – the four seats inside or I would say what? Like four captain's chairs I guess you could say. Um, there's not like there's a big, crazy fold down bench in the back. Now it's got it's got like bucket seats in the back. Now they do fold down for storage, which is cool, right? You yes. want that in an SUV. Um, but it's, it's so it's four door. The rear doors are suicide doors, right? So they open backwards. But that actually gives it kind of like in a frameless door, it kind of gives it a nice kind of coupe like look to it you know mm-hmm. now you know the photos they're photoshopped they're doctored up a little bit but when you you know they get the right lighting on it they hide the seams and stuff that you would see like in bright daylight but it kind of looks like a two-door suv it's got kind of a like good wheelbase good length but kind of looks two-door-ish um, and then the suicide doors in the back and I, I don't know what they're doing for door handles or it's all electric or something like that but Uh, it's got a good line to it, right? I think it's a, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's pretty sharp. Um, so the interior, they did something in the interior that I think is, is cool is we keep talking about the new cars getting this huge screen, uh, stuck on the dash, um, uh, And it takes up so much space. Now, I get it. It's functional and it's – as you're driving it, it just – having all of those things, massive split screen now like the Ram and and some of the Ford F-150s. You can do car play and the radio and and the functionality is there. But Ferrari being Ferrari is going – Just doesn't seem like an aesthetic thing that Ferrari wants to get on the bandwagon for. So they designed this beautiful symmetrical dash on this car. And there's no center section screen. The way it works is the gauges in front of the driver, that's a screen where they can do pretty much everything. And then there's a screen in front of the front passenger. As well, but this beautiful shape of the dash, where uh, it kind of slopes down in the middle, it nope. does the exact opposite. Instead of even that dash going across flat, straight, and having giant AC ducts, or it just gives it this beautiful shape to it,
2: like two cockpits.
1: Yeah, it really it does feel yep. like from the driver and the passenger standpoint, you do feel like you're you're in a cockpit and and for the passenger to be able to have that screen front and center and and mess with stuff um you know configurations and stuff is i don't know i just think that came out gorgeous i just i just think that design is I love cool. it.
2: The thing that you're missing as a passenger is a steering wheel I mean, because right. it looks like you're you're driving.
1: Right. I mean but i i'm sure it has some performance meters and mile an hour and G load and all this cool stuff that the passenger can watch. Like if you're doing a track day and you're riding shotgun, uh, you know, great. Look out the window and stuff, but there's probably some cool things coming up. On the screen, uh, it would just makes sense to me. Now, I don't know how functional the whole thing is going to be. I don't know how complicated it is for the driver to to change the volume on the stereo or presets and and nav and CarPlay. I, I I don't know how it's going to work because I don't know if it's going to be a touchscreen. It it seems like it seems like. We wouldn't allow anybody to put their hand through the steering wheel to touch the gauge because, right, like that's that's never going to work, right? It's, you're trying to turn. Something's happening. So it's all going to have to be uh, more, more buttons and stuff around the driver that accesses things on the screen, right? Volume controls, AC controls. You know, I – the new Corvette, the yeah. CA Corvette, you see that, you know, on that center console section, it has that whole line of buttons up there mm-hmm. and it has a lot of things going. But I don't mind that. I like a tactile button. I like a volume knob. I, I you know, I like having access to some of that some of that stuff. Well, uh, and it's
2: so easy easy uh, user friendly, you know, because you can do it without looking at it. Yeah. Because you you know a knob and it's clicks as opposed to putting a touch your finger on a touch screen you have to, you know, apply much more attention to doing that than you do controlling knobs. That's how I feel about it.
1: Yeah. I I I I agree with that. I was I forgot what I was driving S- something the other day. Maybe it was the might have just been like the Kia Sportage. I was like there's a volume knob on the steering wheel, but I could not find it on the dash, on the big the bigger screen and that was the road trip car to Monterey and Adam's like, how do you change the volume of this thing? I was like, I don't know. I <laughs> like, I just picked this thing up and I'm trying to learn some of the features as we're driving, but without, you know, like losing focus. And I was like, see if you could find something. And he was just like, I give up. I don't know where it is. And I was like, okay. Well and it it's probably something they're very obvious or it's or maybe it's on a touch screen and I don't know. Or or maybe they're just like, fuck it. It's There's only on big the show. There's probably
2: I, I don't
1: know. know that. It, this is probably is. Um so I, I wanna see the Pure Songway in, in person. I'd like to see the size of it. I'd like to see, you know, um uh, you know would it fit? Would you fit? Would I fit? If you were driving, could somebody fit in the back? Like, you know, if I was driving, could somebody fit in the back? Like, how jammed is it? I mean, are we talking like a functional four-door SUV, or are we talking the back seats of a Porsche 911, right? <laughs> you know, and I I have a feeling it's certainly not as functional as other SUVs out there, of course. Um, but
2: but but certainly as functional as the Urus.
1: Yeah, I I think it's probably on par with that. Now, it's got the all-wheel drive system whatever the latest greatest tweaked version is from the uh, the from the Luso and the FF. Um I like we were saying the, the rear doors, I think they're all just power operated, so there's opening, closing, all all kinds of stuff to make it the latest high-tech stuff um but i you know i just think i think it looks i think it looks good and i think that dash is gorgeous and i think these the, the seats uh the sort of the four captain's chair seats i think it all they're beautiful i think it looks good and i i, I don't think you go hey i'm going to get a lincoln navigator or i'm going to get a pure songway right cuz <laughs> it's not really <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're yeah. like, oh, well, the navigator could fit 84 people in it and sports gear. And you're like, the pure songway seems a little confined. And I feel like, um, you know, I'm like the seat is hugging me. I was like, yeah, it's Ferrari. <laughs> like, that's exactly. You kind of have to know what you're, what you're getting into here.
2: Well, I mean, it's not as if people that were, uh, waiting for the Urus to come out. We're thinking that it was going to be a, a, a very spacious SUV <laughs> compared to one. Yeah.
1: I like driving the Urus. I think that thing is fun. I think it sounds good, even though that's Turbo V8. I think that thing sounds good. The design's like a little has to – it's a little goofy. kind of has to grow on you. And, and you know, certain colors I think play well for that thing versus others. Uh, but you know, having that transmission, getting paddles, full manual control, I, it's fun. I, you know, I, I think, I think that thing is is, is badass I, I can, drive.
2: You know, three hundred. I mean, I don't know, four hundred grand for that. I don't, I don't know. I, th- I think it's a. It better be. It better be fricking awesome. That's all I could say. To be worthy of that, I, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure oh. it's going to be Ferrari-esque. I mean, as many details as humanly possible that they can put in it, but I don't know. Man. So, you're right; it's a weird
1: price point. It's a weird price point. I just think it's a weird price point. But
2: it would have competed right with the Urus.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it, and and look, maybe there's going to be, maybe there's going to be a V6 hybrid version of this that will perform well. Not quite as quick. Not quite as sophisticated with the V12. Yeah,
2: but a hundred grand less. Yeah,
1: but probably a hundred grand less. Yeah, 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 That's that's what I would think they would they would do is do some other configuration for it. Um But then again, I, you know, I, again, not not being like a huge super fan of Ferrari. I like Ferrari, but you know, we don't have any here. I never had one, so does Ferrari even have anything in their lineup with multiple engine options? You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you, I don't
2: know. Like, like Porsche. Yeah. Like Porsche
1: does, you know, can you, you know, how many different configurations of a Cayenne can you get? I mean, they don't
2: seem like the company that would do that.
1: Yeah. Um, And I I guess Lamborghini doesn't have different engine options for the Urus. I don't think it has for anything. Doesn't have it for anything, and McLaren, right? They they don't. Um, Aston does for the DB eleven, right? You can get the V eight or the V twelve. Right now, the DBX is just the, you know their V eight. Uh, there's just mm-hmm. one configuration for it. So yeah, I guess Ferrari having an SUV was a huge step for Ferrari, and then Ferrari yeah. having a vehicle <laughs> with multiple engine options could be another really interesting uh, thing. Now, I, listen, I, I think it's going to do well for them. They don't need to sell many to to change their profitability, change their bottom line as a publicly traded company. I think introducing an SUV is a way to sell a second vehicle to a large number of Ferrari owners currently. Mm-hmm. And I think there will be some amount of introducing the brand, getting first-time Ferrari owners into the brand. I think you will get some first-time Ferrari owners into the brand. I don't know how many are going to buy their first Ferrari, uh, an SUV, but I'm sure Ferrari has statistics on this. I'm sure they have an idea. Listen, when we – When we spoke to Rolls-Royce, and I'm like, Rolls-Royce doing the SUV? Rolls-Royce doing the Cullinan? Like, why? And they just said – I was like, you're just trying to introduce more people to the brand? And they actually said, no. No, our our Rolls-Royce owners are asking for a second Rolls-Royce. They want an SUV. They want like the drop head or they want the ghost, but then they want an SUV. And they want two Rolls-Royces in the garage. And I was like, okay. But – yeah, I mean, a Ferrari owner probably owns more than one Ferrari, right? Probably has a few, and you know, having something like a super fast in the garage or a four eighty eight or something in the garage, and you are not driving it every day, but you enjoy it on the weekends or date nights or whatever. And you are like, but I like the Ferrari. The FF was supposed to be in the Lusa. We're supposed to be like, oh well, why don't get the four seater and drive it every day? And people were like, eh, I, I'm I'm kinda with you on it, but it's not like the rear seats are all that functional or easy to get to. But if you gave me a Ferrari SUV and was like, Yeah, you can just drive this every day, and then you can jump in your super fast or something on the weekends, we're like, Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd be down with that. <laughs> you know?
2: I would. I don't I I'm not in agreement with the new customer.
1: Maybe uh, maybe ten percent.
2: I'm Ferrari buyer and plopping down that much cash and not getting the true Ferrari experience. But I guess they will in an SUV. I I don't, I mean,
1: I, you know, Ferrari's intention is for them to get the Ferrari experience. I mean, I, I guess a a question would be for Lamborghini. How many Aventador or Huracan owners have a a URs or how many people just have a URs? You know, I, I would say there's probably <laughs> no. now keep in mind like we said there is a big price point difference right mm. you know you can get a Ferrari under 400 grand you can't get the SUV you know <laughs> uh you can get a Lamborghini for about the same price you know they're one of their cars for about this I guess a Huracan you, you can get for about the same price, maybe a little less than the SUV, but close enough to go. Oh, I'm getting a Lamborghini. Which one should I get? You know, should I get the SUV or should I get the sports car?
2: So what's the what what's the what sports car does Ferrari offer at, at the at that price point?
1: I, I at the 400 price point. I don't know all the prices of Ferraris, but the entry level Ferrari, I guess, is like Portofino, which is the cool looking kind of new.
2: I don't know now. Yeah. I'm not up on them either.
1: Um What's what does a Portofino cost? 227,000 base price. So, yeah. Um but an 812, a Ferrari like 812 or something like that, that's like 400 grand. Right? So you you're getting I, maybe that's Ferrari's thought. Ferrari's thought is hey, you want one of our front engine V12 cars? You can get the car or you can get the SUV. They're both 400 grand. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> like pick pick whichever one you want. But you're right. The SUV is not the entry level Ferrari. Right? Um, yeah, so I don't know. But it looks cool and I can't wait for somebody else to get one so we could try it out to, <laughs> and, see, and see what they think. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, next is um, – I got the Ford Lightning. So I picked up the Ford Lightning the other day. Um, needless to say, it does not have a Ferrari uh, Pure Songway dash. It has the largest screen I've ever seen in my life and uh, – Uh, obviously different in a, in a truck because the truck is huge and it's up in the air and it's wide and the dash in the screen, you know, fits. It's not trying to jam it into a tiny car, but yeah, the thing is huge. Um,
2: Like the one on the, in the the TRX, I mean, it's a huge cockpit and the thing is,
1: yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a massive screen. Um, Kudos to Ford for putting a giant volume dial, like in the screen down below. Immediately, I still find myself using that thing. Just even a few days of driving it, I got volume controls on. I don't know why. Just
2: oh, I've I've got volume controls on everything on the steering wheel. I've never yeah,
1: used it. Yeah, and but I just, but it's, I,
2: it's habit. it's habit.
1: Yeah, I I just you know I mean I'm I'm right-handed. So maybe the volume knob is – my brain just thinks use the right hand. Uh, Even if you're left-handed, I don't know what side the volume knob is on on the steering wheel. But on on the Lightning, volume knob is Mm left-hand or volume controls on the steering wheel is left-hand and volume knob on the dash is right-hand. And – I'm a short guy. My seat's up forward, yes. so the yeah. the volume knob is not that far from me because I got the seat up forward. I look tiny in this truck. So, uh, uh, yeah. So I, what is it like? What what is the what is the lightning like? Um,
2: you don't have to turn it with like a pencil as an extender because <laughs> I'm so
1: far. Away. I, I, I when I turn the steering wheel, it goes around my head, <laughs> like in front of me. Um, so. I don't normally drive something that large. Even my ninety-five truck is about the size of uh, a, a Ranger today, right? Um, so it—I mean, it's fine to drive. It's just yes, especially like in LA, and I got to parking garages, and you know, in my apartment complex, and you got to open a gate, and you got to go down a level, and I'm looking at the at what's the clearance, and and it's all fine, and it fits
0: a full-size truck, man. Yeah, I and, don't see.
1: And, and it, you know, it, it fits and the antenna doesn't hit and I haven't hit anything and I haven't run over any curbs or backed into yeah. any shit. And, yeah. and, uh, but there, there is some size to the vehicle that takes some getting used to. You know, you, you give yourself an extra beat as you're switching lanes or taking a turn or you don't want to tag a curb and, and but you, you get up to speed on that pretty quickly. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, that,
2: to truck you just get a sidewall large enough to where curbs don't matter.
1: Right. So that's the other thing. It's like it it has I don't know, it has like 22-inch wheels on it, but it's still like a 275 50 22. It's got it's got some sidewall. It's got enough sidewall that that if you're you know if you're turning right and you you tag the curb a little bit you go over the curb you'll be fine needless yeah. to say i i mean i've had it for 2 days and i'm i already have an appointment to go down on monday to meet our friends at hre <laughs> um, there's a couple of things happening is one is they've been waiting for me to get it so they can scan it and and make files on the car so they know exactly <laughs> what what fits uh so well, they can make X- wheels for it
2: X- excel will probably want to do the same thing.
1: Um, yes, that's another call. And uh, Expel, I have a question for them as well. Is I know they do some interior stuff. You can pull, you can put their PPF on like the hard panels of the interior, right? Uh, they actually can do it for the big touchscreen, um, mm-hmm. some some of the door handles, and some of the hard bits. But I am kind of curious if they have a solution. Like I have a, you know, the center console is a giant center console. It's a big leather pad. It's great. Do they have something that goes on the leather pad, you know, so you don't wear it down or scratch it, or the dogs jump in there or stuff? Um, Good question. Um, so I don't, I don't know if they have something, and it doesn't need to be like the perfect, you'll never notice it solution. Like even just something that you can put over it. Maybe PPF can stick to the leather and go. Oh, you know what? In six months, it's going to be a little fucked up, right? Then you put another piece down. That's okay. You know, just Absolutely. just just kind of—it's a question for them. I have a thought about about that. Uh,
2: well, I think what they're going to tell you is to put the uh, PPF on the on all of the windows, so it's not an issue. So it, the the sunlight never gets to your
1: console. Yeah, for the console though I was thinking more like the dogs jumping up there because they sit up there. Oh I got little dogs. The little dog sits up there. He's fifteen pounds and he loves to stare out the window. And and it's not like he's scratching it or fucking it up, but you know, you hit the brakes, you hit the gas you know the throttle and the thing, and they want to hold on for dear life, and you realize that's the center console with the brand new piece of leather and and the badge on it that they're holding on to. So uh, I, I don't think- I don't blame the dogs. Listen, they can either sit in the back on the floor or they can sit on the console. Now, uh, my other thought is is I I could probably just take a piece of material and sew up um, just a little cover for it. Not that I would really use it. I'd I'd put it in the center console. And when those two little monkeys jump into the car, I put the little like a sock, right? Or a t-shirt, you right. know, like I would just put it on the center console and then it would be fine. I'm just curious if if Expel has been asked this question going, "Hey, you know, my dog sits in the back." you know, loves to... You know, maybe even your your big Rottweiler, if he sits in the back of your TRX and likes to hang his head out the window, where does he put his feet? Where does he put his paws? Is it on a plastic door trim or is it on a leather door trim?
2: <laughs> Fortunately, I would never have to uh, tackle the dilemma because he, he, he can't get in my TRX.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well <laughs> <But, laughs> not with the 37s and everything else, unless you pick his big ass up and put him in there. Well, he you
2: jump in. I just will not let him. He's
1: not going in there. But, I mean... You know this. This has to have come up with with people before. Like, what's going on? What sort of like leather door panel center console protection is out there? That's just a let's a thought.
2: say you're not the first person trying to figure this dilemma. Out.
1: <laughs> right. So I want, that's what I'm saying. I want to ask the experts, like the experts who built your damn garage door. <laughs> right. I don't want to
2: want to call them even on garage doors. Yeah,
1: their uh, name
2: will be remain silent.
1: Uh, okay. So that being said, I've had the Lightning for a few days. Uh, I'm still figuring out a bunch of the different features. I'm going through the different steps and playing around with it. I got to read the manual more. So uh, without getting into the whole suite of features, um, it's the Lightning. It's the Platinum Edition. Uh, it I think it has every option. Uh, I thought I ordered it with heated and cooled seats and massaging seats and I got heated and cooled but I don't think the massage seat I can't seem to figure out and now this this may not be – the issue may be I was one of the first to get on the list and order it and maybe because of chip issues and things like that, the Platinum wasn't available with the, quote, active motion seats right? You can get heated and cooled, but maybe they didn't have that. But now when you go to the Ford website and you like build your Lightning Platinum, uh, mm-hmm. it has them. It has them, right? So I don't know if I just haven't found the control for it yet. And Adams Lincoln, there's a button on the side. So I figured, well, why would that be so different in this truck? It's the same kind of seat and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I I didn't see it there. So uh, I'm, I'm I feel a little like it doesn't have it. Like it just maybe wasn't an option on the twenty two models, which is not that big of a deal. Um, but those are some of the things I'm starting to figure out. Uh I got the dark blue, it's the antimatter blue. Um, it's got you know, the, the the two-tone interior, it's got kind of like a like a light gray and black, uh, you know, just the light gray in the middle of the seats. It's not all super bright. It's got a lot of a lot of, a lot of black. Um and it's cool it's cool as shit uh the wheels are as ugly as could be um so that needs to change but not a big deal it's what the aftermarket is for that's uh that's it um it gets a lot of attention a lot of people are like oh that's the lightning now you know so a lot of people ask about it or come up to it and want to peek into it and everybody wants to see the frunk <laughs> um and uh and that's all that's all cool and then you you know you park it, and then you see a lot of people kind of behind you you know whispering about it going, "Oh, it's the new lightning so you know it gets it gets attention and which is weird because it gets attention from people that know what it is you know other than that, it just looks like some other f one fifty um now driving it is interesting, and I will say this it it is fun. A lot of you guys that are listening have electric cars already. You're driving your Teslas. You've, you've heard all of this before. Uh, it's quiet and that off the line acceleration is a blast. Like it's tough to not just lean into the accelerator on that thing at each stoplight. For one, nobody even hears you. You're not even being like the obnoxious douche. You know, like I was like, listen, my, my Mach 1 is loud, but I try not to get on I don't know why I'm so self-conscious about it I was like I like it loud but I don't like it loud like in the neighborhood in the apartment complex in the garage I was like I like it out like the on ramp the freeway or something like that it's like I'm going to get on it a little bit it's a little bit like hey I'm here I come you can hear me <laughs> you know I don't know if you can see me but you can hear me and uh I, this thing you I'm very s- self-conscious about how quiet it is so when I'm when people are like in a crosswalk and I'm going to turn right, I, I'm always like, I hope you know that I'm here. Like I'm, I'm like making eye contact or pulling into the parking garage and people like, you know, they walk across the area. They, they, they walk their dogs. I'm right behind them in a massive truck and they can't see me like, cause they're facing the other way, but they don't hear it. And I, I'm not going to honk the horn. I'm just going to sit there. You can't rev the motor, by the way. <laughs> so there's a little bit of that where I'm like, I, I, I don't want to assume anyone sees it just because it's a big black truck or big blue, dark blue truck. Um, so that's one of the kind of the learning curves in, in driving it. But uh, but it's quick. It's, it's fun. It's quick. Uh, for me, being in the city – it doesn't make sense for me to to you know. It's not like I'm going to hit the dirt with the thing. I, I'm not doing any off roading. Don't live on the ranch. Uh, you know, my other lightning is a sport truck, and I I kind of feel like this this is a better sport truck than anything else. So for that reason, um, uh, I think we're going to lower it a little bit and. We're gonna look at the suspension a little bit to see if there's something um you know, not that it really needs it, but just curious to know like could there be a sway bar upgrade, a couple little performance upgrades. It doesn't need to be an autocross truck, but but, oh, it uh, will, <laughs> but it'd be interesting to see uh if if the modern day lightning could end up being a little bit of a sport truck like like the Lightning's previous. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go down to HRE. That's more of an aesthetic thing. Um it desperately needs some wheels and I'll have to work something out with those guys. Uh they're fantastic. I'm gonna have to buy a set of wheels or something from them.
2: They're great. Um and the new and the new truck wheels are beautiful, man.
1: Yeah, they got some they got some pretty nice uh some pretty nice uh pieces in the lineup with you know, six lug, um I spoke with the guys at Eibach. They uh, they do have a lightning in house already that they're scanning and measuring and and doing some things with. I think because um, the lightning doesn't have coil spring. Oh, I'm sorry, doesn't have leaf springs in the rear. It's coil springs. Uh, it's got coil springs all the way around. So, you know, maybe they're pulling the springs off. They're getting spring rates, um, some things like that that they can figure out. Um, is there going to be an improvement? Can they still keep ride quality? Is there sway bars? Are they going to do a whole coilover for the front? Because it's basically a coilover there already. Will, will they do a tunable sport version? How do you handle the ride height sensors? I, I noticed ride height sensors on there. So if you do lower the truck a little bit, how, you know what do we do to adjust the sensors? Is that going to be something that they offer? Um, but uh, it's, it's all being thought about already. <laughs> and uh which is interesting so i think it could be kind of fun i don't know if it's going to be faster but um it might You'll handle a little better out. yeah it might handle a little better and 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 whatnot and uh but listen i i you know you read about i don't know zero to 60 in 4.5 seconds i'm like there's no reason to believe that that's 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 the wrong number i if anything no, it feels I- like it's a little faster
2: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you are listening to this wonderful podcast, make a note right now that he just mentioned for the first time about <clears throat> altering his new Ford Lightning. <laughs> Let's see how far he goes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> just document this right now because we've been here before. I
1: I I, I will tell you this: I didn't make the mistake. I said,
2: so, like, anything you fucking want. You know what's going to happen.
1: No, I do, I do, I do know what it's going to happen, and and reaching out to like HRE and Aybach and some other companies that happened four or five months ago. I know, <laughs> right? So, so when I was talking to Tammy, and she's like, "So what are you going to do with this truck? You're this is you're going to drive this truck every day, right?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah." You know, she's like, "Oh, so to have something that like that works and it's, you're not always taking apart," I was like, "Well, I don't know about that." <laughs> I am curious to know what we can do to these vehicles, which is, is why we your curiosity. Now. Yeah, well,
2: your, okay, I see. I'm doing if it for in different ways. Need
1: curiosity. <laughs> I'm doing it for you guys listening. <laughs>
2: what?
1: I, I'm doing it for the listeners. Like, what can we do to a lightning? 100. <laughs> <Well, 100%.
2: laughs>
1: I don't want to That's do this. You guys want me to do this? I don't.
2: For the listeners.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up you're gonna go back outside maybe make some phone calls to the garage door company and uh uh I, I know you're not really looking forward to that but we're in the studio today on a wednesday detroit auto show is starting today um tonight is the uh the live stream for the ford mustang so by the time you hear this hopefully you've seen it already um, there's some cool stuff coming. A lot of EV stuff on the Jeep front and uh, the Chrysler 300 with a Hemi. That's going out with a bang. Um, I think they're making 2,000 with almost 2,000 cars with almost 500 horsepower in them. That's going to be kind of cool.
2: Those will go quick.
1: Yeah, That's, I'm sure those, those are, will go but... quick. Um, uh, so I think over the next you know week or so, we're going to be. Uh, flooded with a lot of uh, Detroit Auto Show news, um, EV news, things like that, that we expect to come from there. Probably uh, a pretty good time to have uh, Alistair back on in the next couple of weeks. Um, I think we have some guests lined up. Uh, Well, so next week, I think we're going to talk to our friends Ring Brothers They've got some new cars, they've got some projects. Seam is coming out. So we're gonna have a little chat with Ring Brothers next Wednesday. Um and uh Yeah, so we got that coming up um as well. So maybe the week after that, we'll see if Alistair can come back on and we'll we'll see what Edmonds thinks of uh Detroit Auto Show after they decompress a little bit. Give them a give them an extra week to get all their editorial stuff going and see if they get any seat time and anything out there. But, uh, and, and yeah, I'm I'm not sure uh, who has driven the Ferrari at the Pure Songway. Um, some people have. Uh, I don't think here in the U.S. I'm not quite sure, but maybe there was a, an event in Italy, and we should ask him if he sent ever anybody over there. Although, last time he was here, he was like, I was just in Europe for a friend's wedding in France. I was like, eh, but did you stop in Italy and drive the Ferrari? And you didn't tell us because maybe – we should ask him about that. But, uh, exactly. Um, all right. Uh, cool. All right, man. Thanks so much. We appreciate you guys. Until next week, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCastShow. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes.
0: Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know it's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners' or renters' insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com.
2: Saddle up and get ready for Westerns Weeks on Pluto TV, all for free. We're coming in blazing with favorites like True Grit and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Or immerse yourself in binge-worthy series like Yellowstone and Walker,
1: Texas Ranger. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies, TV shows, and more. The best part? It's free. No credit card, no
2: sign-up, no fees. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now.